with the great talent that we used to have. A lot of them quit. They left the industry altogether because of the pandemic. And I can see that happen again once things open up. If, if we don't have many shifts to give them, many hours for them, then uh, we, we're probably going to, going to uh, see this sort of a thing again. It's just going to be crazy. Just it's, it's tough. It's tough. It's really tough. This week on Dirty Linen, we are coming to you from Melbourne in lockdown number four. We are hanging in there. Uh, I think it's really important to speak to people in all different parts of our community. So today we are chatting to Pranav Kapoor. Uh, Pranav is a graduate student. He's uh, uh, from India. He's working at a five-star hotel in Melbourne and he's studied hospitality over in Adelaide. Pranav, welcome to Dirty Linen. Uh, Thanks, Dani. I'm so happy to have you on the show. I met you last year during our terrible long lockdown. Um, I'd love you to talk a bit about your time in Australia with, and particularly um, how you've been going over the past year and a half. Yes, uh, I, I came to uh, Australia in 2016. Uh, I started off with Adelaide. That's where I did my master's in international hospitality. I was there for about two years uh, studying and working at the same time. Uh, Post that, I got an opportunity to uh, go to Queensland, far north Queensland in Port Douglas. I worked at another hotel over there for about a year. And after that, I migrated to Melbourne and I've been here since. So this was 2018 and uh, Melbourne's been home since then. Well, I would first like to say thank you so much for sticking it out in Melbourne when it's been so tough. And I'm, I'm sure you could have got work anywhere around the country with your you know, skills, experience and academic qualifications. So, yeah, why have you actually stayed here? Oh, no, Melbourne's great. Uh, I was uh, actually sort of living a nomad lifestyle. But uh, the, since the time that I moved to Melbourne, uh, there's... Uh, I see a lot of opportunity here. The the food is amazing. The, the the bars are amazing, and I think that's that's really what's kept me here. Nothing else but food and uh, the, the 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 beverage and the wineries and the gins. <laughs> Great. Well, yeah. we're really we're really lucky about that. Um, I know you've worked in hotels for more than a decade. You've got experience internationally as well. Can you tell us a bit about that experience and what it is about the the hotel um, offering that draw, keeps drawing you in? Uh, it's uh, it's uh, it's very different from uh, working in, let's say, a standalone restaurant. My my dad used to own a standalone restaurant while I was working in hotels, and I just feel it's it's another it's a different challenge. Um, because you've got these uh, different hierarchies and uh, um, it's, it's, it's a different sort of operation, really. And uh, it's just uh, the five-star five star hotels. It's, it's the, the clientele that, that I like to serve to. That's, what, uh, that's what's kept me uh, in this. Uh, st- that's what kept me stuck to hotels, really. Mm, interesting. Um, and so you're managing the coffee shop, restaurant and bar at one of Melbourne's popular five-star hotels now, although I suspect it's not actually very popular at this very minute while we're in lockdown. We, we spoke a few weeks ago and you were so busy, like working 12-hour days because there's no staff around and it must be so crazy to be stood down once again and, you know, have all this time on your hands. 
can you talk about this roller coaster of COVID for you? Well, it is such a roller coaster, uh, like you're saying, because uh, we were going through this uh, challenge of getting getting the right uh, talent uh, to to come and work with us, and. Uh, because uh, because last year during the pandemic, the government stopped uh, supporting the the students and the temporary visa holders, and they uh, they they've made their uh, way back home. They've left Australia, and Australia is going through such a such a challenge now, especially in uh, tourism and hospitality. Um, there's such less talent out there. And uh, the the biggest challenge was to first get them in, to even get them to interview, to get them to apply. And now with this lockdown, the challenge would be once things open up, the hotel's not going to get busy very soon. The ch- the next challenge would be now have so many people. Earlier I didn't have people, now I have people, but not many shifts. Once things open up, I'm, I'm assuming. So that's going to be another challenge to keep them motivated and to make them stay on the roster somehow. Yeah, I've heard that from from other business owners. You know, they're just terrified that the staff that they fought so hard to find will, you know, go and get a job doing something else because um, the hospitality and tourism industries just seem so dicey at the moment. Oh, tell me about it. It's it's uh, it's going to be a, it's going to be quite a task, really, to somehow to keep them engaged, to keep them motivated, and reassure them that. We will have work for them soon, but it's difficult to promise anything at this stage. <laughs> so it's really hard. And, of course, I suppose you'll have to go back to work with a mind on the future and it getting busier. So will you also be, you know, looking for fresh recruits even as you're looking for enough shifts for the people that you currently have on the roster? Totally, because I think there's just a pattern that we're seeing of people people leaving, people uh, the, the 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 great talent that we used to have. A lot of them quit. They left the industry altogether because of the pandemic, and I can see that happen again once things open up. If if we don't have many shifts to give them, many hours for them, then uh, we, we're probably going to, going to uh, see this sort of a thing again, experience this sort of a thing again, and it's just going to be crazy. Just um, Hiring, recruiting, um, yeah, it's it's tough. It's tough. It's really tough. I cannot put it in words uh, how tough it is. Well, I mean, you can see it from, you know, you can see it from lots of different angles. You know, you've got the employer side of it, but you've also got that temporary visa holder side of it. You know, you're part of this segment of the population that wasn't looked after during this pandemic and you can you know, you better than many of us can understand why people went back to their countries of origin. I mean, when you sort of step back from the day-to-day difficulties of rostering and finding staff, how do you look at this um, immigration system that we've got here? And yeah, I mean, what do you think of it? And what do you think are the problems? Can you say anything that can be done to fix it? Well, I think I think uh, the good thing is that the government is taking certain uh, uh, certain steps to to keep the to retain the people that are in the country at this stage. So I can see that uh, they've started allowing students to work more than the twenty hour per week limit, which is excellent and which which is a, a big help to hospitality. I can see that the Queensland government is trying to put an incentive to people who who uh, migrate to. 
Queensland. So I believe they put a $1,500 incentive, plus they were covering uh, the flight uh, expense up to $250, which is another, it's, it's again, a great help over there for Queensland. And then uh, even with the $500 payment, which is, I believe, starting tomorrow to Tuesday for uh, for everybody. So I think, I, I believe the government has included the students as well as the temporary visa holders to get some sort of payment, even while they're sitting at home, depending on how much they would work on an average just before the lockdown, which is excellent. It is amazing that the federal government's included um, visa holders in this COVID disaster payment. I think, you know, as the applications open this week, it will be interesting to see how hard it is for people who aren't part of that Services Australia, Centrelink infrastructure, that system, to actually get the money. I've already, um, you know, identified a couple of difficulties, you know, that you it's not as simple as just, you know, calling the 1800 number and getting the money put into your account. So it'll be interesting to see how that rolls out. But it is, yeah, I agree with you. Like at least, at least there's an acknowledgement that um, these people are members of our community and should be supported. Oh, 100%. And I speak for everybody. I speak for all the students. I speak for all the temporary visa holders. I speak for everybody that was not getting any sort of payment in uh, in any of the lockdowns earlier. A big thank you to the uh, big thanks to the federal government for for including all of us. This would just uh, mean that uh, month uh, that people are uh, stay at home, they stay motivated, and uh, they they just sort of cover the expense during the lockdown. They get through the lockdown, and once things open up, we will have work for them. And I think uh, that's what uh, the government should be looking at, looking at the future, try to retain these people, retain the talent, so that uh, it helps uh, the industry. It doesn't make things more difficult once. Mm-hmm things open up because mm. how hard was it for you last year Pranav oh I, I, I can't even I can't even uh, explain I was uh, I was stood down from work and I was uh, I had no work really and uh, that's when that's when we met um, last year and uh, you helped me you helped me there get some work but on, uh, apart from that, I was also doing a delivery job on my motorcycle in peak winter in, uh, in June, July and August. It was the toughest. I, I never experienced myself being a delivery driver, delivering food on, my, on a motorcycle in two degrees, four degrees in the rain as well. It, it was tough. It was scary. It was risky. My mom would always tell me, Pranav, just go back home. You, you can slip on, you can slip, you can, it, it's, it's risky, just don't do it. But I would tell her that, listen, I know it's tough, but it's all temporary and I just need to look at it as a temporary thing and things will fall back into place. It's better than sitting at home. Oh, Pranav, I'm so, even though I know you came through it, I'm so scared for you thinking back to you on those slippery roads on your motorbike um, when, yeah, it's not, something that you'd been used to doing uh, I mean was it was it miserable was it it was it was and I, have, I, 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 I thought it it wouldn't be as difficult but only once you experience it yourself uh, when you're out I used to be out 12 hours a day and you think that I would make at least I don't know 12 hours uh, probably about 200 250 dollars something I, I would end up with just hundred dollars a day 
So you put your 12 hours for just $100, but how you stay motivated and uh, you don't take a day off, you work seven days to make $700 a week. It's, uh, it was tough, it was tough. It was a good learning. I'll put it this way, it was a good learning. It, um, I have immense respect for everybody doing that job now. And uh, I, I thank them every time somebody delivers my food, I thank them and uh, yeah, I have a lot of respect. It was, I mean, there were so many terrible stories about people temporary visa holders who were doing riding for Uber or Deliveroo or whoever it was and, you know, getting into accidents. There were some people that were killed on the roads. And it, it just, That's it, right. to me, I mean, you know, experience in those conditions, of course, doesn't protect you necessarily, but it's, you know, it, I just thought of people who were inexperienced and forced into that situation. It, to me, it just seemed so, it was just so awful to think about. No, because, uh, yeah, because I, 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 I tried looking for all sorts of jobs. I tried looking for barista jobs. I tried looking for cleaning jobs. I tried looking for sanitization jobs around the city. Um, I, couldn't, I couldn't get anywhere. And that's where I was like, you know what? I can't find anything. And I think this is it. This is what I have to do now. And that's what I did then. So, I mean, we, you've explained, you know, really really well the difficulties of the job in a practical sense and the fact that it wasn't easy to earn enough money to live doing that those deliveries but what about the way that 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 work is structured did you feel that um did you feel that it was fair it was just how it was that you couldn't make enough money or did you feel that there was something really structurally wrong with that industry i think uh the 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 way the delivery drivers are paid um that's it's not. Uh, it's not right. It's not. It's not enough. Uh, the the company I was working with uh, wasn't wasn't that fair with with uh, the way they, they they were paying. I'm not sure how they're paying at at this moment uh, because I know even the delivery apps now, um, the the platforms like Uber Eats, DoorDash, etc. Even they're struggling with uh, getting people because they went back to their jobs once things opened up. Um, but, uh, yeah, it, it, it wasn't fair. Uh, like, like I said, 12 hours, you earn $100. It's, uh, it's, it's uh, obviously something, something's not right. Yeah, definitely. Well, I know there's been a, a, um, a court case recently that, w- that will be appealed where um, it was it, it, basically the judgment was that people who were working – under the under a contractual basis for those delivery companies are in effect employees and thus um, should be uh, you know eligible for minimum conditions. Um, so hopefully there'll be some changes with that. But yeah, I, th- I think I think an hourly rate is more fair than getting paid per delivery because uh, even with deliveries, you know, there there are peak periods, there are quiet periods, but they what they don't realize it's somebody's out there uh, for you. For, for for your company, twelve hours. Um, you it's 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 only fair to pay them an hourly wage rather than pay per delivery, because the the the, the what they offer per delivery is 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 peanuts. Yeah, and you know if I was your mom, I would have been saying exactly the same things like Pranav, get off the road. Um, tell us about your family back home. Like obviously the situation in India has been devastating um in a covid from the covid point of view what tell us about your family how are they how have they been keeping 
uh, they've been keeping pretty well. Uh, they did get uh, the virus about two months ago, but uh, they're they're all they're all healthy. They're 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 safe. Um, they're they're keeping well. That's what matters. Um, once uh, when the pandemic hit, my 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 parents told me that, you know, I'm I'm still love I'm I'm still alive and uh, I'm here to support you. But you know, they've, as parents, they've already done so much, and you can't just uh, keep asking uh, every fortnight or every month for to send you money when the the when they're sending money in rupees. You know, it, it's much more expensive. Things are much more expensive, and also you start getting into a comfort zone um, if your parents are sending you money. So I just said, no. You know what? I'm 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 still quite young. I can I think I can uh, I'll find something, but. Uh, with uh, my two hands and two legs working. So don't <laughs> worry. Uh, yeah. Mm. Oh, well, I'm glad you came through that difficult period. And here we are again in a difficult period. How do you feel about your working situation at the moment? My working situation at the moment, uh, uh, like I said, I, I, from, from time to time, I uh, at this stage, I still have some uh, admin work to do. So I've, I've got, I, I do come into work probably uh, twice a week or, or maybe once a week. Uh, could, there could be sometimes working from home. But if, the, if this continues, obviously, I, I wouldn't have, uh, I, I wouldn't have, uh, I'd be sort of stood down again. And, uh, but I hope the federal government supports keeps supporting the temporary visa holders and the students just to retain them because once things open up hospitality is the worst to get hit once things open up people will want to travel will want to go to restaurants will want to go to bars and uh, if they don't uh, retain these people there's going to be it's going to be tougher yeah i think anybody that's in the industry has already realized that and of course people that are are going to restaurants or finding that they can't go to restaurants because they're not open as much as they used to be. I mean, we, that's that's also one of the flow and impacts of the staffing crisis. Um, so yeah, there's definitely a lot of a lot of flow on effects. Um, I guess you know we're still a long way, it seems, from open borders and international travel. Tell us what you think the impacts of that are going to be. Um. Well, with 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 hotels, with uh, with with uh, with Australia, with hotels, even with restaurants, a lot of cities uh, beat Melbourne. Melbourne is uh, so cultural; it it really relies on the the travel, uh, national as well as international. And I think uh, things will start booming uh, only once uh, that travel starts. Uh, the national travel has been a big help. But uh, obviously, international travel will be much more helpful once we have the students back uh, coming back to the country. Once we have uh, more people visiting the country, um, businesses will obviously start making more money, and uh, there'll be more jobs um, to to offer. And uh, it, it will it, look it's it's uh, that, that, that's the way uh, only way it's gonna help the economy. I'm not too sure. I'm not uh, in any position to say whether stopping travel is a is a good call or a bad call. But obviously, once it starts, it's going to be a, it's going to be a big help to the economy. Mm, yeah, absolutely. Um, when you know, until until we went into back into lockdown, and the hotel was 
busy. Who was it that was coming? Was it people having a staycation from the suburbs of Melbourne? Was it people from interstate? What, what kind of people were coming in? Yes, uh, mostly people coming for staycations, people who had missed out on their birthdays, anniversaries. Uh, um, people missed out on uh, their, their, their weddings. So, yeah, all those people who, who missed out on their international holidays, um, yeah, just finding a reason, traveling to Melbourne for, for these purposes to celebrate. It must have been a really good feeling to be in amongst some of those catch-up celebrations. Oh, 100%. Everybody uh, had, had plans. Yeah, you, you meet them, you talk to them, and you just realize that how many people's plans got cancelled due to COVID. But uh, they were there with us, celebrating with us, which is beautiful. Yeah, you really, in that environment in a hotel, you really must see people at some of the most important times of their of their lives. Is that one of the things that you love about it, about offering that hospitality in, in that setting? Yes, it's about offering that hospitality. It's about uh, offering that uh, personalized service, I would say, that uh, I, I, I really um, look for mm. and that I like to deliver. Well, once again, I feel so lucky that you've stayed, that you've come to Melbourne and that you've stayed, Pranav. Um, Tell us, give us a bit of optimism. So let's hope we come out of this lockdown swiftly and things can start to get back to where they were and even better. What do you think Melbourne's going to feel like as we come out of lockdown number four? Uh, it's going to be completely different. It's going to be uh, once once everything's back into business, uh, I think uh, Melbourne is going to be back how it used to be or even better, I would say because it has been uh, a very cultural city people have people travel here for for different reasons for business for sports for for the for the art and uh, i think for for the food of course for the wineries for the distilleries and i think all of that once everything all of that is back uh, up and running i think yeah it's going to be it's going to be back like the good old days um, yeah that's how i see it and what about you personally, like apart from work and all the stuff that you're going to have to do there, what's something that you're really looking forward to enjoying in Melbourne again? Uh, I, I, I just want to, I want to travel more than the, beyond the 10 kilometer re- limit, to be honest. <laughs> I want to, I want to go to Toulon to visit a dear friend. I want him to come visit me. I want to go to Queensland, uh, have another, have another holiday. Um, yeah, I want to live and live a normal life uh, without restrictions yes well i think we can all join you in that wish um pranav is there, is there anything else that you'd like to say no i just i just like everybody to just uh, like they say you know hang in there uh or we we will get there together everybody as long as everybody is uh, carrying out the right practices melbourne's going to be up and running like it used to be Awesome. Well, thank you so much for sharing your story with us today. Um, it's really, really a privilege to talk to you, Pranav. And um, yeah, stay safe, stay well, and cannot wait to visit you in the busy hotel. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for your time. This is Dirty Linen, and I'm Danny Vallant. We air the issues that the hospitality industry finds hard to talk about. We spend a week thrashing around each issue hearing from different people with unique perspectives. We want to hear from you as well. If you have something that needs to be said about a topic, get in touch so we can include your perspective.
Contact us at dirtylinen at deepintheweeds.com.au or hit us up on Insta at Dirty Linen Podcast. We can't wait to hear from you. This is